What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport. I'm here with two-time world champion, co-author of the year, Earl Kunkel. And co-host now, too. And co-host I'm of the year. rocking two belts. Are you? Yeah, well, maybe four at some point. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to come out like all regalia, like different like. That's the second time you used that word in the last three minutes. Regalia? Which yeah. one? Regalia. Did I? Yeah. I don't even remember using it, man. Yeah, that was impressive. No. But now you're just you're just overusing it already. My bad. So now I'm not impressed. It was trending. I actually th- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just I used to always say that about my dad, that my dad had like these calendars where it would have like a word of the day. Yeah. In it. And we would we would be like my sister especially because my sister was like an English lit major and she'd be me like, too she'd be like what what dad dad had had his calendar out today he, he saw the word of the day and he had to use it as many times as possible so we thought he was smart yeah I I do not have a word of the day calendar just to clarify but I don't even remember using it the first time man my short term memory it must just be blitzed I don't know how you it used happened. it when you were describing your meet at Philadelphia barbell. Oh, yeah, I did. Now I remember. Yeah. Duh. I had my jersey on, right? Yeah. There I go. Dane. Yes. What jumping skill is more important? All right, hold on. The drop step into the two-footed jump or the ability to leap off a single leg and fly through the air? Now, I preference this with in the sport of basketball, I should have said. So what's more important? Drop step, jump, or even just off the two foot or the single leg. No, I think the I think the single two. leg would be the best would be best for basketball. For basketball. Yeah, I I would believe that. Which, by the way, I wanted to tell you, we were watching uh, Kansas uh, lose to Baylor, and this dude, who's actually good had like three attempts at a euro step that i wanted to send video to you because it, <laughs> it just reminded me of you oh and and we're watching and i'm going taman first of all this dude doesn't know how to hit this and shoot with his inside arm and second of all he's so freaking slow when he's transitioning like what is he doing? And that's where, like, thinking about that, the I would say coming off of one leg. Okay, coming off one leg. For those, Dane wanted to send me the Euro step because I had this, I don't know, it was a silly idea. Or no, it's a good it, idea. It's maybe, a very good idea that I did not share yet with Jason because you just it was like last week we talked yeah, about it. I did want to tell Jason this. This was from basketball. Yeah, yeah. basketball, and I was watching, I think it was like, might have been Luca or, or Joker or one of them, like some big guy. But I remember it more from Ginobili, like is the yeah. person who like I think of it with the Eurostep. And I was like, Dane, what is the best plyometric movement to develop a Eurostep, like to yeah. make it like just boom and like don't mess with me? Anyway, that's all. I think it, I think there's a couple things, series that you can do. But I would say coming off of one leg is going to be – more, more skillful. Important. More skillful. What yeah. about if you're a big man playing defense? I, maybe not in the modern NBA. <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah. No, I mean, there everything's on the outside. Yeah, especially now. So. Yeah, but I think about like uh, Giannis. Like you, he, he. I don't know. He's a big man. <laughs> like, he, but even big guys have to shoot. Yeah, but he. It, 
how do I say it? You have to shoot to create yourself easier opportunities. You don't have to do it to still have opportunities. My argument would be someone jumping off of one foot, like in in a you know this just off the drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Like that person can very likely transfer that to two feet as well. Whereas two foot jumpers really struggle to jump off of one leg. Yeah. So that that's sort of like how about most, you, Dane? You're I'm two- actually a little bit of both. Oh, you. I traditionally always jumped off of my left foot. Okay, but when I was in college went with training the shot, we did a lot of bilateral shit, and that's where I started to like, dude. When I first started doing hurl hops, I hated doing them because I I was so left side dominant. But then at like now I'm at the point I can do both, but I'm I'm not. It's not like I'm. Can you still like drop step and break like the I, rim? Yeah. So actually, I want to share this. Is that uh, my Younger three, Sanderson and the twins. We would, yeah. you know, Lincoln would have soccer practice, and the three of us would go to the playground while Lincoln had soccer practice. And there were these kids, like all around a picnic table. Dude, this is this is actually shows how pathetic I am. So they're sitting around a picnic table, and the one kid had a Mr. B shirt on, and I was like, just saw him, and I had my kids. I'm like, yo, nice, nice Mr. B shirt, dude. None of them like even acknowledged that I was existing. Wow, they, you know, there's like six kids in middle school. They're like, "Oh, we're too cool for this old old head." I know what middle school kids are like. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I thought that they would at least be like, yo, he knows who Mr. Beast is." So I went over and I'm like, I, "I'm like, yo, I'm gonna freaking show these fuckers, <laughs> man." So not so, to be outdone by a twelve year old. <laughs> so Sanderson said, "I'm like, you think I can touch the rim?" He's like, "I don't know if you can touch the rim, dude." I jump up and like grabbed it. And first of all, when I landed, dude, my head, I saw stars so bad <laughs> from jumping up and doing that. And then I'm like looking at these kids like, yeah. And I could see them like whispering things to each other. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Middle school kids think that's awesome. I, I got you. <laughs> you wish you would have acknowledged me after I after I acknowledged your Mr. Yeah, B-shirt. Yeah, nice T-shirt. Don't compliment me <laughs> and my sense of fashion. <laughs> Dare you, old man. Yeah, so... I don't now think I can I, do that anymore. I think like right now, I'm a little lighter right now, so I think I could I could hit it pretty hard. I feel like that you need to document it on video and put it in like some type of some YouTube, type of YouTube video. Yeah. That'd be a good yeah. I Maybe it's short. I, I should train to jump and, and do something cool. Like dunk a basketball. I don't know if that could happen, but Wimp. I could never I could Wimp. never You know who can dunk a basketball? Knees over toes guy. Yeah, ben Patrick can. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. What was it like hanging out with him? You got to do that. Well, it's recently now. I don't know, listening, if it's recent or when. Oh, it was cool. Oh, it was good. You did get to. Yeah, I liked it. Was it. Good? I liked it was good? It was, It was well, talk about organized people. He's very organized and very methodical Ooh. with his with his processes, and I. Th- it was enjoyable. Who would think someone that's so successful at, like, YouTubing would have structure in what they do? Who would think that? Yes. No, that was rhetorical. Don't actually answer that. <laughs> Don't answer that. This has been the, the battle between Jason and I in our lives for the last two years. Like, so, slowly chipping away yeah, at that. <laughs> I am a firm believer that the more structure you provide, the more creative you will actually have to be. Dude, so I used to think the total opposite. And I realized that the more stressed people are 
And I know this sounds so too many choices limits creativity. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's like the classic. I know you're not like a huge Jack White fan, but he would he would say like, um, I want to play with the white stripes. Mm -hmm. I literally want to play as few instruments as I possibly can and make it as crazy as I could. And I think that for me, dude, when I get stressed, I lose everything. I don't want to do anything. That's why, like, this weekend I traveled. I was in Spokane, and I had all this stuff going on. And on the flight out, I did so much work. I was like, yo, I'm going to do this the whole weekend. Thursday night, nope. Nope. Friday night, nope. Saturday night, nope. Sunday, get on the plane. And then when I was flying home, I did more work because I'm, I am I was sort of like, all right, I, I'm back in it now. Yeah. But when there's so much stress going on. So, yeah, to your point, structure does create more creativity. Well, yeah, if you limit yourself to three tools, your creativity has to rise up and use it to make the three tools do what they need to do and any avenue. Yeah. Yeah. So structure helps. So it's nice to hear that knees over toe, Mr. Ben. Yeah, he's very structured. What was uh that light collabing with Ben? Patrick like behind the scenes stuff like the video's out right yeah that one's out yeah that one's out uh, what, probably be two out what were some of the things that happened like he that's eats, not on he there he eats steak very quickly does he yeah he eats food like a vacuum cleaner dude it was impressive like i was yo i tend to eat pretty quickly which is and i also eat excessively yeah this dude can scarf down food i feel like that's a skill it's it's definitely a skill. I, I would say the 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 really cool stuff outside. I like just pointing out little intricacies yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like nuances with them. It gives you a little personality. That's another one from the the yeah. Uh, calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think the most important thing was he analyzes things like okay, how can we get the most out of our time and actually get the most out of our time? So, all right, you guys want to shoot five videos. This is how I want to work out. Like he was literally like this. I want to make this a workout. Like I want to make it a real workout. This is how the workout's going to roll. Uh, and and inside this workout, this is the the five points that we can film. And so that's where like he he seems to really be capable uh, of setting those things up and like slowing down the the stressful situation. And I, I mean to go on that the structured. Yeah, I think when you're more structured, you're able to handle stress better because you're more prepared for anything extraordinary to happen. Right, you have like protocols in place to deal with it. Yeah, contingency plans. Yeah, and then when the moment arises, like you can triage it. Yeah, you just are like, all right, I can do this. Check. I go yeah, it's like a, it's like you have five flowcharts laid out ahead of time. Yeah, if this, then that. If this one, then that one. Check the box. Yeah, that's a really good book. If then, is it? I I've never read it. Oh, it's a science fiction one with like okay. ai and stuff okay. it, it's weird I like that there's like three in a series by the same author i think the guys i wish he would write as often as philip k dick because i think he's then as it, good yeah if okay. not better yeah anyway sorry side i matthew i matthew diabeta i probably i butchered the pronunciation <laughs> of his name anyway all right so structured it seems like he was able to do it like on the drop with you yes the behind the scenes stuff and through that structure, also when we showed up i wanted to i wanted to mention this he was so he's so structured that he knew how many people were coming and i was like look we all we all like coffee you know 
because he had asked, he's like, do you, do you like coffee? Yeah, we all like coffee. We showed up. He had three coffees and three breakfast sandwiches oh, all made. Like what a, a nice like guy. Already, yeah. Like he was well prepared. Excellent. Yeah. Sounds nice. What was on your breakfast sandwich? Do you remember? It was I think a few it was weeks just now. Like an egg, egg. It was like a traditional. That's all you need. Yeah. Basics the way to go. Egg, cheese, and yeah. Yumminess. Spinach. Was it on a muffin or a bagel? Uh, it's like a croissant. Okay. Well, not a croissant. It was like a baguette. Okay. Baguette, definitely. Nice. So I got to watch the raw video of this. Oh, yeah. oh, geez. I, I get to watch all the raw videos pretty much. Yeah. So the unedited. So like when Dane's picking his nose, I get to see that too. Yeah. Now he's probably mad at me. No, I, I love yeah. nose picking. I yeah. actually was talking about how I used to have a secret Instagram called Goldminer5. <laughs> Here's a silly thing. Oh, no, it was a Twitter. It was a Twitter account. I, I, I asked this question as an aside. What's more disgusting and i think i may have said it on here before putting your fingers in your mouth or picking your nose fingers in the mouth that's what i think too and no no but questions it doesn't asked. have the same stigma and people get away with it dude, all the time that uh, it's think about funny how many people chew their nails dude it's funny you say that because taman's sitting there this morning and jake's there and we're having this meeting okay the and three of us and, and legends there he's making noises like and I'm like, first of all, do you know how rude those noises are? Uh, Second of all, doing that to annoy you, dude. And, and Jake's going like, <laughs> you guys. And I went on this tear of me telling them, like, you're projecting to me right now that you don't want to be here or you're nervous. You're literally just broadcasting to me like this is how I feel. And I was like, you also are doing the nastiest. Do you realize what's under your fingernails? You are so gross. You are you are disgusting. Like you probably got poop particles dude, under there. There is nothing more disgusting than chewing on your fingernails. Nothing. No. That's like um dude, Willy picking Wonka your say, scene. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Here's my thing with picking your nose. At least when you're picking your nose, there's either someone sees it and they're like, yo. You got a booger hanging out of your yeah, nose. Yeah, I, I feel like I have one right now. Or two, like it's blocking your passage, and you, and you like try and get it out of a tissue. You can't get it, and you gotta pick it out, dude. I don't care. Like whatever. There's boogers. Boogers happen. Boogers to get out, you have to use a tissue. <laughs> if you don't use a tissue, you gotta pick it. That's fact. You don't need to suck on your fingers as an adult or chew on your freaking fingernails. There's t there's fingernail clippers. Yeah, they got machines for yeah that. it's like come on now I, this is also coming from the individual who will openly fart in public spaces and then walk around and, and do things oh so we goodness. have to preface that i'm a big fan of that the louder too the better <laughs> oh like bro. announce your presence and right away you get if you do it in front of other people you will instantly reveal them as like uh, this is going to be fun yeah. Or man, I man. really just set a bad uh, yeah. precedent here. Yeah, yeah. Because if they laugh, you know, oh, uh, he's good. one of the. Yeah, yeah this is gonna be great <laughs> with strangers. Yeah. So did you fart in front of Ben Patrick at all? I don't think I did. You don't think you did? No. What happens after he smoked you on the backwards uh, did sled I fart? pull? I didn't no. How do you feel though? Dude, my in a video, my quads were so blown up. Um. Actually, it's funny because Taman last week was roasting Jake. Like, dude, you got embarrassed. Like, Jake got pissed. 
he got pissed at Taman for like for real mad at him that Jake started attacking his throwing and Taman's like dying like you you walk around like you're some big bad weightlifter you talk all this trash to all these young kids and you got you were three behind Dane yeah so for me one I just want to throw it out there I was proud about beating Jake but two dude I was ruined but quads calves my head it was one of those where my my heart rate was so high i could see like my pulse in my eyeball oh that's wonderful dude it was brutal man i want a sled that's what i did i tell you i asked for a sled for my birthday yeah you did say that you said that last week did i yeah you big jerk wait how old are you well this year i'll be turning like 39 i'm older than you wait isn't your birthday in like next like two weeks no i'm july I'm forever away. Wait. Oh yeah, you're a, you're almost a year older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Young buck. I forgot. I kept thinking that I, that you were Respect like Respect your elders, Dane. No, it's John's birthday who's John's a little older than me, I think. Okay. Yeah. No. He's like 2 weeks. Yeah. When's your birthday then? March 19th. March 19th. I'm going to forget that. Remind me. Yeah. I uh, I won't remember yours either. It's okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're adults now. <laughs> Who even celebrates birthdays? Not me. My wife's gonna probably get me that sled though. Well, you know why? Because I said I want the kids to be able to use it. Well, oh, that's good. Yeah. The only but thing I'll say I is I do want them to use it. But, I'll buy myself but, a birthday gift. I will do. Oh, that. you do that as yeah. an adult? I'll be like, yeah, screw it. I want this. I just, um, Murakami. I, I think he's who said he has a quote. He's like, for things that money can buy, spend your money. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? If I can do it, I'm going to spend buying a sled, it. I'm buying it. <laughs> it's my money. It's my family's money. Like, we want it. We will spend our money on well, it. Well, if, if if you get a sled, I I would say, dude, your, your their quads will grow. Good. Yeah, they'll need that. Well, hopefully my quads. Also, too, then I won't feel a need to squat as often. <laughs> That's actually another thing, too. For me, it's been like... The way I've been using the sled is a little bit of endurance work, explosive work. Um, it just I I love the burn my quads get, and I think we even factored it like figured out like a a crazy quad set would be like leg press, leg yeah. extension, sled pull backwards. Yeah, it'd be awful. Yeah, so all that fun. All right, so you did your pulls and your push. Yeah, you talked about how there was this cardio element to it. Yeah. We have to mention Jake got smoked because he's only ever been asked to do like, like two his seconds. idea of endurance is like a, a ten triple. rep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, ten a ten rep, rep. back squat would be horrible for him. Yeah. yeah, and like, and to Jake's credit, he has done some serious weight for nine reps. Like, yeah, two and a half. Was it two and a half body weight? Didn't he hit like one seventy or one eighty? I think he hit one seventy. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot of weight That's for a him. Ton. Yeah, it's. Over double plus yeah. relative body weight. Yeah. So, like, Jake's strong. We get it. But, Jake, don't even step on the floor for a 5K <laughs> with, like, anybody. <laughs> like, you'll get embarrassed, buddy. I mean that, like, with all love and grace. But, like, don't come out then, like, throwing bows because you're bad at something you haven't trained at and getting all, like, hurt about it. Toughen up. Toughen up if you're listening, Jake. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I didn't know he got that upset. Yeah, he got heated. Good for Taman. And he jumped on Taman quick. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. Man, I dare you insult me about something that happened. 
I'll insult you about something just <laughs> because. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. That's a good behind the scenes one, like on the return. Yeah, I, I think. I mean that that was uh, he did say to Jake to Jake's uh, credit too. He said Jake had the best split squat that he had ever seen without without teaching that person. Yeah, he did say mine was pretty good too. Yeah, I think you saw that on the video. Um. No. Yes. Yeah, I did. But you do have a good one. Yeah, I mean, I've always... Well, I think that's one thing, too. Uh, maybe people underestimate or a perception because you're this big, strong guy. And, like, you do Wait, say that some... Can you say that again? You are strong, Dane. <laughs> um, and maybe you have some upper body limitations, like, with your elbow and things like that from, like, just wear and tear over time. But, like, lower body here, people, people should know... Overwhelming majority of people are ass to grass squatters. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much everybody. Mobi mobility from a lower body is through the roof, and Dane's focus on ankle mobility is like one of his pillars of like, yo. Yeah, for almost everybody. Yeah. If I'm gonna start hammer mobility, I'm. St you start there. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Often. Yeah. So the fact that one of your most elite athletes you've been training since they were 14, 15. seventh grade, yeah, has. That type of mobility doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and you too. At the you know, like because you practice what you preach, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I was happy about that, and that the other thing too that he had even mentioned, um, like even with Jake, with like he was he calls it his reverse squat. Like Jake had a really strong reverse. Oh, squat. the like hanging knee raises. While yeah, like but well, you're laying on the ground with the machine, right? Which is an awesome movement. Like I yeah. was like, wow, you can really overload your Dude, lower abdomen. Yeah, you, you could feel it. But so, like, he's like, you know, Jake is pretty good on everything. And, and I think leaving that that collaboration, it was like, I, I, look, I, I, I don't want to say that I, I, I do look for, like, pats on the back as a coach. I like when someone who I – not that I value that Ben who he is because he's got a million followers on Instagram. It's because – I actually believe the dude, because of how structured he is and because of what he's done with his business and everything, like I do value his knowledge to a, to a pretty high degree because yeah. I've seen I've seen how he thinks um, and knowing his personality. And when we left, he was basically like, dude, like one, you guys are legit freaks. Like you're all freaks. Like this is crazy that you were able to do this, but also like. Jake's got really, really good strength in the split. Well, position. Jake hammered that Nordic curl too. Yeah, that, that was that was the thing. Like he had even said that where he's like, "Dude, you guys just coming in and smacking these Nordic curls like pretty freaking easily yeah. after doing the split squats." Like that was pretty. It was like it was almost like how he was saying it was like this is like a testimony or yeah, this is like a testimony to to what your training system is. Yeah. Now, piece in some of the sled stuff with Jake and his knees are going to start to feel better. But he was also like, dude, he's a weightlifter. He's taking a beating. Yeah. So, like, he needs that knee stability, but he also, like, it's, a part, of, it's part of the sport. I love that part of the video when he talks about the tibialis machine. Yeah. And how the, the force and the impact and how just that as an accessory movement will help with that. Yeah. And, like, just shore up the body, if you will, through it. And I thought, you know... Way to go. Like, makes sense. Like, this is where I was saying, I think it was last week or two weeks ago when I was talking about 
His tibialis machine to me is like my buys and tries. Like he Okay. That's his that's his like and it makes sense too. It's like it does make sense in in especially for sports in that you know you're if you're a figure skater, if you're a basketball player, if you're a shot putter, all these movements are super aggressive. You're planting you're planting a t- like think about even like a javelin thrower. They're running full speed. They're planting hard into that and it, like you have to have that be extremely strong. Yeah. No, it, it was just That's awesome. We're building the armor. We're building the armor <laughs> for the machine. <laughs> Kevlar it up, kids. He's your Kevlar. They're going to be shooting guns at your joints. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it, it, I think that would be like the biggest the those biggest takeaways with All right. everything. Let's talk about um so you you liked all the movements, right? The reverse squat, if you will, the tibia. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dislike anything. The Nordic curls. Yep. Dane, why did you have to have it scaled? I know you can do a full Nordic curl. I didn't ask for the scaling. Oh. I just was nervous. Like you asked for it. Don't lie. I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was slightly concerned because did I, you have performance anxiety well no, i was just like yeah, dude did. i was so fatigued from That's why the, you've been doing all that research on yeah <laughs> i was so fatigued from the sled that i was like dude i don't i don't know if i can handle this oh my goodness and then and, and i was like man i'm getting nervous and then he like raised it up i was like all right i know i can do this you um, could have did it yeah I, I probably so the way he he raised it i probably could have done like 10 that way from the floor i could probably only do three Three's a lot. Yeah, three's a lot. And then I, I he now, re- didn't he recommend two to five, or did he say three to five? He didn't. His rep maybe. range wasn't like insane. I, dude, I usually don't go over like ten. Who is? What was the name of the hockey player he referenced too? I've got. A, I wanted to actually go back and look at that because, like, for me, the Nordic for me has always come from Jay Schroeder and Adam Archuleta. So these are like. Adam Archuleta was like a freak of nature walk on at Arizona State who played for the Rams. Yeah, he played during exact, their Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Kurt Warner Super Bowl runs. Yep. Um, and he was like the one that I remember like popularized it. Um, and ironically, Jay Schroeder actually has had spent time with Poliquin. Okay. Um, and so that was my exposure. Was like Archuleta did like crazy uh, variations of the Nordic. So I don't know who that hockey player was. I'd have to see. Yeah, he says his name. I just I forget it. You know what? Now you're talking about crazy variations of the Nordic. I'm curious who can do single leg Nordics. Oh Jesus! I think that's brutal. And and like, I I will say this. I think Benny even mentioned this. I've had people do single leg glute ham or single leg yes. back extensions. You, you call them like sprinter. Yeah, sprinter ex- sprinter glute hams. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if I would want to try a, a single leg Nordic. I'm trying to think if there's a way to like set the body up to do it where you're in a more. You would have to press down with your opposite leg to make sure you don't rotate. Yeah. Or is there a way to like create a machine that you were more like you were in a running position where the other leg is like. That know. would just be like a kneeling hand leg curl. Yeah, I know. But still, that'd be sick. I wanted to tell you I was playing around with the hip adductor machine this week. Oh, I think I saw something of that. Dude, I, I just laughed. I was so sore from that. Like, horribly so. You would be. I f- so, I'm pretty good at caustic squats, though. Uh, 
60 kilos overhead. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Yeah. Back <laughs> off, buddy. You, oh, We had this conversation already, <laughs> how you would give me every different variation of a Cossack squat known to man. Yeah, and then just load it up. Man, I don't know how I survived. You know what, though? I never had a groin issue afterwards yeah. ever again. Yeah. All right. So did you have fun? Yeah. Yes, it was very fun. It yeah. was very enjoyable. You make any that, jokes? I made a lot of jokes. Yeah. They I were not well received except by, for by Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Which is usually how it goes. No one laughs at your jokes. Yeah, it's like me and Jake laughing at the same things we've been laughing at since he was in seventh grade. <laughs> I, I find you're quick to laugh, though, when other people make jokes. Like, and you, it creates a very inviting environment. Yeah, I want to I wanna show, I mean, especially if I don't know the person, I want them to know I'm comfortable. Yeah. yeah. No, that's all. There's some times where I'm like, yeah, that wasn't funny, but I'll give it the ha, ha, ha. What else did you eat besides your breakfast sandwich? Anything? Steak? Did you yeah. eat steak too? I had yeah, it was steak and uh I had potatoes and broccoli. How did it feel to lose in the steak eating contest? I mean, that was the second time I lost, so I had I had Yeah. I mean, technically the third if you factor in Jake beating me with the Nordics, so I was used to it by that point. Losing? Yeah, losing was definitely you my You were the third best. Yeah. Down at knees over toe, third yeah. place. I was. I feel this is two weeks in a row. Your third place. <laughs> I mean, that's like every week. Oh yeah, you're third best, uh, third most state champs <laughs> behind Trevor. Although and, Trevor didn't get a state champion this weekend, and Taman as well too, because Taman oh, developed more. Also, his relative development of athletes yeah. is higher. You may even be fourth. You, old, older guy DJ may have more than you oh, too. Oh jeez. DJ did have uh yeah. Actually, you know, one of our one of the guys that Jake works with just made it to You're NCAA fourth place now. NCAA tournament for wrestling. Oh, nice. Yeah. I I trained the kid when he was in high school, but since he's been in college, I I have not really it's, I've trained him a couple times, but, but mainly, Jake's been handling. It's mainly Jake, yeah. Go Jake. Yeah, he's been doing he did a really good job with him. So, what was the best advice you got? Um, I think I don't <sighs> One to stay positive on on social media and like not really get caught up in like being a n- super negative person. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, just like having a clear cut goal and just constantly doing it, constantly gotcha. refining it and making like making it like structured and progressive inside the system and like engaging with people to come into it like look this is what i can offer you this is how i can help you like this is what i've done come in and 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 train and and improve yourself awesome yeah i think that's the biggest thing from ben is like he's a he's genuinely interested in helping people like dude he he probably does very well financially i'm sure he does Mm -hmm. but he cares way more about executing these movements than anything else like he wants to help as many people as possible. That's pretty cool. Like to be that zeroed in on and something. It's like and it's like very that, evident to me that that's like what he's that purpose and that focus. Yeah, yeah. It must be refreshing. To yeah, be like squirrel. Uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's definitely the the biggest lesson that I I had learned. All right, what are one to th- maybe one two three things you may implement from what you learned from him within your system? 
Uh, definitely not as we don't. It's not as necessary to go crazy, crazy heavy with sled pushes. Um, is that because of a volume thing? You can get like your tonnage, if you will, by doing it longer. Yeah. Well, I also think that what makes him so explosive is the the way he instructed it was like, look, keep it lighter and think about driving as hard as you can. So I think that intent is that like the mind muscle thing. Yeah, and so. I, I think that intent forces that crazy recruitment. Um, that would be like the first thing that that I'm implementing more. Um, I had actually talked to him a little bit about this, where we've used Nordic hamstring pulls quite a bit in training, like quite a lot. But I I'll put them in and I'll pull them out. And I'll put them in. And I'll pull them out. And he made it for me to be. Like, this is something that could be, like, every program, every single program. And I think this feeds to what we had talked about last podcast about doing them earlier in a training session. So maybe I won't do that, but I will be using it pretty much every single program for my gotcha. for my guys that are, like, playing football. Yeah. Um, and squat over 400, 500 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I yeah but exactly. you guys do have a Nordic machine down there so you can scale it like yeah, and lift yeah, it up and I had told them that I was like dude we use it a lot like we have guys we have a lot of people who can do it um, I would say those two things and then it you know one of the things I talked to him about was that I sort of look up to him and Mark Bell because they have they have like they're not only in the fitness world but they are also like healthy appearance wise they're physically healthy you had a little bro crush you know, i just said to him i was like look i like I, it's something that i've struggled with but i i do see you guys as like good leaders in the fitness world because you're yeah i know mark bell's on drugs but he's they're like achievable body types you know ben uh -huh. is very achievable and, and for me it was like i want to be a healthier uh you know i guess leader in that space because of because i think there's value to it I think you can bring in other people. More people will actually listen to you, and it sort of stinks that it's that way. But that's also like reality, right? You gotta you gotta do the Photoshop, yeah. And it's but it's not actual Photoshop. It's like actually it's legit just being healthier work you have to put into it, right? So I think those would be the main things: the, the sled work, um, more frequent Nordic work, and then for me, just being a healthier individual. Awesome, awesome. Which I think goes along with his structure. Yeah, structure helps. Yeah, people thrive in structure. They don't realize it sometimes. I don't realize it. Yeah. YouTube community. I think this is Zimmy. That's his name? I think this is Zimmy? No, it's just Zimmy. I think that's how, that's how I'm going to say it. Okay. Someone should help me out. Maybe. Zimmy. How long do you think it takes to get to 90% of your full potential maximal strength when all the training variables are literally perfect? Is this amount of time different for VO2 max, lactate processing, and maximal speed? There's a lot of lab coat words. Yes, yeah, okay. He's saying, let's pretend that I can back squat 400 pounds. He's saying that if all variables are perfect, how quickly could I get to, what, a 480-pound back squat, you know, or four, it's 460. Pounds. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Or if I have a 500-pound back, what did I say, 400 pounds? Yeah. yeah, so 500. If I have a 500-pound back squat, how quick, four, quickly... 440 or 460 475 would be 95 percent right yeah duh don't worry 90 percent he said 95 i may have read 90 doesn't matter how it's, quickly it's like calculators are 12 weeks 12 weeks 12 weeks you can yeah. get there 
if he's already been there. Yeah. And he's like taking time off and everything's perfect. All right. Is it different for VO2 max, lactate processing, and maximal speed? Yeah, I think that's quicker. I think that's six weeks. Maximal sprinting is a while. Yeah. Dude, you want to get to max sprint? You got to put in like years because there's so much technical work and it it is very, very challenging. When are we going to get over this lactic threshold thing and move on to like oxygen and oxygen delivery like your boy Phil DeRue was talking to you about? Uh, I don't know why that I don't. I'm with you. Like, when's the... Su- yeah, because the oxygen codes, delivery... catch back up with it, or someone who knows it. The oxygen it. delivery is what... Is the lack of that creates the yeah. lactate. So that's the whole issue, is that, the, like, you're looking at you're looking at a byproduct of the problem. Right. You're not looking at the problem, yeah. the root. It's the more root about how much can you take... How much oxygen can you take in? Yeah. How well can your body deliver it? Yep. And then how fast can your body, like, replenish it, if you will, or... Uh, hold off like its threshold of it before it like goes into a depleted state and it's like oh now we have to use lactate yeah right that's all yeah that that anyway that needs we were talking about that when we we started talking about that um when we were first began writing the sports performance bible yes, when we, were, we had a conversation i brought it up to you yeah and you were like i'm nervous because they don't have the research yet yeah there there's not a lot on it like there's a little bit more now yeah but it wasn't it's still not that prevalent yeah i heard about it first through uh training think tank, think tank yeah. with crossfit i think some of the the downfall with that is like i the reason being is some of the training think tank i don't think is entirely accurate the well i, I think, think they the guys were, are good the the one dude the one like scientist dude was like working on it and like it was more like hey we're developing this idea which i think a lot of times it's like um finder versus supplier yeah so like just because you're the first one there doesn't necessarily mean the person who comes in like second third doesn't like remix it and revamp it to make it more solid yeah that's so true. it's like all right we found this ore, this like to be mine yeah now someone's gonna probably improve upon the process and, of and mining make it clearer it. Yeah. yeah that's true that is um, true franco bellamo Hello, my question is about the physique and performance of elite athletes who have very low body fat. For example, Tia Claire, Canelo, I don't know. Well, Canelo was popped, first okay. of all. I'm, well, I'm, I, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure he who was. Who is Canelo? I don't he's know. A who fighter. He he's a boxer. Oh, okay. Mexican to reach boxer. that level of percentage fat and strength, should you train double shift every day? And with what supplements or tips? To be able to endure the daily week of training. Uh, so so I think with Tia, she does train twice a day. But I also think, if you ask me, a lot of it can be genetic. And then also how you were developed in your adolescence has a very major role on how lean you're going to be. Like, were you eating hydrogenated oils and sugar growing up? Or were you eating real food? That has a big impact on how lean you can possibly get. But I would say, it, you know, flat or best response would be high fiber 70 to 100 grams a day and probably your protein intake should be minimal like minimal one gram per pound so if you have high fiber intake and high protein intake you will be very lean because people who have high protein intake tend to eat less fat or they tend to eat less carbs um, depending upon which one they prefer and if they have high fiber so if you have high fiber you're probably going to eat a little bit less fat which your caloric intake will then be 
less, but you're having high protein and your your gut flora is going to be healthier from the from the fiber intake that you have. So now in turn, your your microbiome and your gut adapts to having lean microbiome, which they've seen in 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 rats uh, when they've injected them with like you know microbiome from a lean rat and they put it into that fat rat it can change their uh adipose tissue so that would be my quick answer so it sounds like i should eat a certain way if i want to be lean yes i would say more about my diet in very conjunction yeah along with training that's just me very broad brush and you got to be in some sense of caloric deficit probably three to four days a week yeah and then three days. Sometimes I'm curious with the CrossFit athletes, if they're just that active. I think that does have something to do with it. I that mean, Matt Fraser, he was on the bike for two hours a day for a year. Like, yeah, like you're gonna burn a ton of calories. So they just like they're basically like eating to hit the work number all the time. Yeah, yeah they're not even in a surplus, and they're probably yeah. not in a deficit, but they're just trying to get back to where they need to be to survive. That sounds like a great way to live. Just like you work so hard, you can eat. Yeah, all the all time. time. Yeah, that's and true. And like you're so disciplined, you're like, well, I'm eating protein and I'm eating my carbs, <laughs> yeah. and I, I look fantastic. Always, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. That's such a hard. That's a that's a tough one. But yeah, I think that's a that's a it's. I truly believe, and I want to, and I I think I've even said this before in our podcast where it's like. I think that's going to be the big, big, big change in nutrition is it's not going to be protein and fat or protein and carbs. So you're not going to have as much keto stuff. You're going the the fiber way. Yeah, it's going to be, look, you've got to, there's a lot of evidence that 60 to 100 grams of of fiber a day is key. Step up your fiber game. Which is going to be a lot of carbs. I have a friend I met in CrossFit who is all about stepping up your fiber she has a degree in biochem, I believe. Oh, that yeah. But doesn't use the degree. Oh. But through having that degree, understands the nutrition stuff like really, 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 well. really yeah. well. Like yeah. because there's a shit ton of biology and chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, Dane. Any other was, questions? No, that that was it. It was two. Eat your protein. Eat your fiber, and make sure you're pushing the sleds. Yeah. Until next time. Peace. Later.